Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. CBD oil, baby. Look, do you need some more energy in your life? Do you need mental clarity? Do you want to sleep like a fucking baby Jesus and wake up refreshed without that groggy THC hangover of marijuana? Nobody's got time for that shit. It's time to start fucking with the best CBD oil in the business, and that is CBDMD, the leader in premium CBD oil products. What do you get with these guys? Well, you get CBD that's sourced from organic, non-GMO, vegan hemp plants grown right here in the USA, baby. And all the products are THC-free. What does that mean? That means absolutely no high. They independently test all their shit to ensure each batch contains only high-quality natural ingredients. Not only are their prices the best per milligram in the industry, but all their CBD is extracted using broad-spectrum extraction, which combines CBD oil with additional terpenes, amino acids, and other cannabinoids for added benefits. Their customer support is the shit. They're reliable, around the clock, and they're just smart-ass people that uh, are always available to answer your questions, and you might have some. Like, hey, is the shipping free? Fuck yeah, it is on all U.S. orders, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to start sleeping better, have more energy, and have your brain work at its top capacity, go to CBDMD.com and use promo code LASTNIGHT20 for 20% off your first purchase. CBDMD.com slash night promo code LASTNIGHT20, and get 20% off that first order. CBDMD is powered by nature, enhanced by science, and we all know science doesn't lie, baby. All science wants to do is tell the truth to make you feel good we'll start feeling good with cbdmd and now enjoy a brand new episode of the about last night podcast with brad williams and adam ray welcome back to the about last night podcast adam ray here hope you guys had a killer weekend today's episode boy it's uh one of those apps that i could not wait for the weekend to end so that we could post today our guest is marcellus wiley you know him from sports nation um, so many uh, talk shows on ESPN. He played for the Buffalo Bills. He's got a new show on Fox Sports right now called Speak for Yourself with Jason Whitlock uh, on Fox Sports 1. And he has a new book out, which we talked about a lot, called Never Shut Up. Marcellus is one of those just naturally charismatic, funny, articulate dudes that you will ever meet. We talk about his days playing for the Bills, uh, being in the NFL, uh, making that jump from college, uh, avoiding the gang life in South Central where he grew up, balancing work and home life, uh, and his new show, Speak for Yourself, on Fox Sports 1. And again, his new book, Never Shut Up, which you can get on barnesandnoble.com, Amazon. Um, and he did the audio for it, which he talks about being a fucking adventure and a half. Uh, it's just a, a great episode. If you like sports, you're going to love this episode. But even if you don't, man, Marcellus is one of those cool cats that can just talk about anything uh, for as long as you uh, as long as long you want. 
Um, so follow Marcellus on Twitter and Instagram at Marcellus Wiley. He posts a lot of hilarious shit. Um, and get his book again, Never Shut Up. And uh, watch his show, um, Speak for Yourself, on Fox Sports 1. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast, about lastnightpodcast.com for past and present episodes and ALN merch. Shop adamray.com for all your Adam Ray merch. I just got beanies and pins. That shit is up. Go to adamraycomedy.com and get your Adam Ray merch. Uh, tour dates, we've got a ton coming up, but none bigger than this weekend. Oh, shit. February 14th, 8 p.m., Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. One night only, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Come on, go out, get some comedy in your life on, on the uh, biggest date night of the year. February 14th, 8 p.m., Comedy Zone, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and then uh, February 16th, Brad and I are doing a live About Last Night podcast at the Comedy Zone, 3 p.m. on Saturday, February 16th. Tickets for both of those shows at adamraycomedy.com. Guest to be announced. Uh, we will be finding our guest at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Weekend, which, oh yeah, you might have seen a couple posts from Brad and I, but we're playing in that shit. We're playing in the, not the All-Star Game, obviously. We're playing in the Celebrity All-Star Game on Friday, February 15th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. It's a crazy story how it happened. I will get into it later. But uh, Adam Silver's the man. And he put Brad and I in the Celebrity All-Star Game. And I can't fucking wait. Sue Bird is my coach. Uh, sorry, Brad and I's coach. Ray Allen is on our team. Uh, J.B. Smooth is playing. Nick Cannon, Dr. Oz, Daughtry, Quavo. Um, it's going to be insane. Brad and I have a, a few surprises and tricks up our sleeves. As, as well as a few promo videos we will be posting on Instagram. First one comes out tomorrow night. So make sure you are following us on Instagram to uh, to see all that fun. And, of course, we'll be posting so much from the All-Star Weekend. We get to go to, like, a Legends breakfast on Sunday, which no doubt is going to have everybody. Brad already has decided what he's going to say to to Jordan when, when and if we meet him, which we definitely will because he owns the Hornets, so he will be there in Charlotte. But Brad's going to say, uh, you know, Mike, we have a lot in common. I was also cut from my high school team, <laughs> which obviously will go over well. And then we'll get a picture, hopefully. Um, so anyway, tune into that. February 15th, Celebrity All-Star Game, ESPN, 7 p.m. And then the following weekend, February 21st to the 23rd, I will be at Comedy Works downtown in Denver, Colorado. This is my first time headlining this club, so please come out, all you ALN fans. Denver Comedy Works downtown, February 23rd through the 20... I'm sorry, 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado. And then the following weekend, February 27th through March 2nd, I'll be at one of my favorite clubs on planet Earth, The Punchline in San Francisco, February 27th through March 2nd. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams, uh, February 22nd and 23rd is in Alaska at the Blue Loon in Fairbanks, Alaska. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. So many great apps coming up. Pete Holmes, Ron Funches, Brian Friedman, Dane Cook, Craig Ferguson. So make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. We're going to read some fan mail coming up in the next few weeks. Give you guys a chance to win some free merch. Um, and rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. All right, tweet at us and let us know uh, what episode you liked, what what you uh, what you loved, where you listened to it, and uh, and again, comment on the iTunes page. Five star rating helps us climb the charts. We appreciate the love. Speaking of love, shout out to our girl Michelle Beadle, two time ALN guest for uh, for uh, making this Marcellus intro when I did Sports Nation back in the day. Back in the day, it was like a fucking year ago. But Michelle, we love you. Uh, thanks for being so dope. Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Marcellus Wiley. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you say? 
to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Forgot going across L.A. is... <laughs> No matter what the time of day. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn. It is, it, it is something that you never get used to. No, you don't. You, you never. It's like uh, I've talked to morning radio show DJs that are like, hey, when do you get used to the waking up at 3.30 in the morning? They're like, oh, never. Never, right. Like, and it's like you never get used to the traffic. Yeah. There, there's, there's something in your brain that just goes, I should not be leaving an hour and a half mm-hmm. to drive three miles. Exactly. It, I shouldn't do it. And then turns out. Yeah, but something to silence that criticism. It's usually like an 80 degree day in January, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> just got to do it, brother. Uh, yeah. Just got to do it. <laughs> well, so you grew up in Compton. Yeah, yeah, I'm born in Compton up to age five, and then I'm mm-hmm. there every weekend, but weekdays. My family was into greener pastures. Yeah. So <laughs> grandma moved from Watts to Compton because it was a better life. <laughs> Real is, talk. Is it? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, the Watts riot, never heard of the Compton riots back in the Hilarious. 60s. So, yeah. And so she moved for that and then raised my mother and family there. And then my mother, when she was of age, moved us to South Central yep. for Once a better again, life. Upgrade. <laughs> upgrade, right? And then, uh, yeah, and then and, and, man. Everything hit the fan, so. And then you moved, and then you moved to North Korea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, right. For, for, for a better for, life. For, yeah. Bogota in between, but yeah, yeah, we went there too. <laughs> Wait, now, Brad and I both oh, went to SC, and uh-huh. uh, him from Orange County, me from Seattle, and the first thing that like a lot of people were saying to me was like, oh, SC, huh, so you're gonna live in Watts? Yeah. And I was like, I think it's close, it's not in it, and also I'm like, is it that? Right. But like, and look, my senior apartment was in like a kind of, like What's a little, for, it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our first night, my buddies and I were sitting on the patio, smoking uh, blunts, and we're just like, you know, like, man, senior year, then we're like, off, then we're gonna be movie stars, and it's great, and yeah. this neighborhood, and we're like, we got a little place, we're not in the uh, dorms anymore, <laughs> and literally like four cop cars, five ambulances, and a fire truck pull up to the place across the street from us, and we're all just like mid-puff, just like, <laughs> where the yeah. fuck did we just move to? <laughs> right, exactly. But like, and, and it was never, that was like a one, a one-off of like a crazy night, and yeah. nothing was ever too sketchy, but it was, Everyone always said, like, yeah, don't go a couple blocks further that way. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what? Like, Columbia's in Harlem, but they want to call it Morningside Heights, yeah. you know? So for the kids who are coming from those name. protected places, sure. you don't want to say you're going to Harlem, but, right. you know, a lot has changed. Uh, it's weird. You're protected, obviously, in the bubble of being on a campus. Yeah. yeah. A lot of campuses, a lot of stadiums are in bad neighborhoods cheaper land for one so oh, yeah, you know yeah. they they always do that and then they heighten the security force and you don't notice it but they are making sure you're yeah. protected yeah even though you're right there sandwiched between the hood for, well, how do you think the uh, ram yeah. stadium is gonna fare uh oh, down there it's gonna yeah. crush right uh chargers and Rams. oh yeah my yeah, bad. yeah my yeah, bad. yeah, my yeah bad. you better respect my bad, my bad dude <laughs> guess what i'm more of a chargers fan than i'm a rams fan obviously because of the uh divisional uh shit with my hawks but um mm-hmm. It, was that a big – were you fired up, first of all, uh, just to piggyback on the Chargers thing, but, like, when they came up here, was that – That was huge. Yeah. Um, I supported it. Yeah. I, I understand what sports is, and I don't think a lot of people get it. Uh, one, it's not life, 
Um, it's a means to an end. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. People always Listen, like, man, you I, want, I, I want my players taking pay cuts to stay with their teams. <laughs> Tom Brady, huh? Yeah, they got to they, they do what – yeah. It's like everyone expects people to be Tom Brady and take yeah. cuts for the team. It's like, well, not everyone's married to Giselle who's making $50 million a year. Exactly. Like, more. <laughs> yeah, and ask him how that pay cut went when he wanted to take the pay cut, took the pay cut. Then he said, that's for Wes Welker. And they said, um, we're not paying Wes Welker. And then they didn't give him the money back. Like, but, <laughs> wow. you know – yeah. It, it, look, it, you got to weigh the balance because yeah. he also has five going on six rings, maybe. So, mm-hmm. you wow. know, yeah, everything maybe. has an opportunity cost. But do you think L.A. Uh, can can house two teams? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. man. You know, I mean, for, first of all, we have the population. Do yep. we have the interest? Does it have the entertainment product and value? Yeah. Uh, I think the Lakers showed what L.A. is best at. It's this duality of uh, Showtime Lakers, you know, and they yeah. try to go Showtime 2.0 now. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have to be great on the field on the court but you also got to entertain people man flashy more than the wins and losses you gotta have something and i i feel like mcveigh is doing that for the rams he's this young good looking smart dude and then uh you got a guy like Gurley that's like okay like that like that's the star we can kind of hang our hat on right who's uh funny and stuff like that but yeah you you need it's not just the X's and O's. It's not mm. just being good. No, like, I mean, ask the San Antonio Spurs about that. Like, even though, right. you know, shout out to Beetle. Uh, oh, everybody yeah, right. everybody knows they're great, but yeah. who's tuning in for that? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> no. just like, enough. It, it, I mean, it, it, I'd rather to, watch Bob to, Ross paint <laughs> for... Yeah, I'd I'd rather watch Bob Ross paint the game that was that the Spurs were playing at that time <laughs> right. than the Spurs play. Yeah, again, yeah. shout out, love you, love you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're it's just give too. Tim Duncan a uh, happy little head. He's going to give uh, Sean Elliott just uh, some fun little fingers here. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so uh, good. Wait, so okay, so uh, then when did you uh, go to? When, when did sports become like a part of your life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, at age seven, I, I was really good in class. Like I was just one of those. Eager learners from day one, just sit in the that. front. Hand up first, right? Hand up first. Yeah. I'm a nerd, dude. Like, don't let none of this fool you in size really? and accolade. Valedictorian of your high school? They say that, but I wasn't. <laughs> and I let them run with yeah. it. But I'm like, hell like, no. I won't correct you. Yeah. yeah, right. I was like top five, yeah. but I wasn't okay. one. So impressive. I mean, if, yeah, you, I wasn't if, one. if you factor in the athletics as like a handicap, I think that puts you in Valedictorian. Damn right. With my schedule, <laughs> yeah. I was one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't correct too many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah um, exactly. Yeah. Did you like school? Is that I just did, man. I, I, one, I liked it because we had to be there. I, the first, I remember my first logical step of why I wanted to be a great student. I started to add up my time. I was like, okay, so I'm at school from eight to three. Hmm. Okay, that's seven hours. But then I have to get up at like seven. This is elementary school. Yeah. Like I get up at seven. I gotta walk to school, and then after that, I'm hanging out till I don't get home to four. So that's two more hours. Okay, that's nine hours. Then I'm going to practice. And practice is two, three hours max. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I'm spending three times as much time somewhere that I'm supposed to hate and not care about and not pay attention. I was like, hell no. So all my friends were caught up in being cool. Same old stuff. Of what course. clothes you're wearing, what yeah, shoes sure. you got. Which everyone's got a little piece of that, but you don't want it to consume you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, my friends were caught up in starter jackets at the time. That was the thing. Yeah, <sighs> what team you got? Too. So yeah. good. Right? Everybody was all in. Dude, my mom threw away my Supersonics one when we moved, and I still have not forgiven her. <laughs> oh, Damn. Come on, man. It's a collector's <laughs> item now. That is a collector's yeah, item. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I had a Raiders one. My sister had yeah. a, a white Raiders. I had the black Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I lost mine. Uh, maybe it may have got jacked and didn't even notice. It. <laughs> yeah. I just took it from me. But um, yeah, I was just caught up in different things. And then I always had the responsibility of, look, I, I knew what the hood was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I knew we were broke. I knew we didn't have a lot of people in our family who lived out their dreams and desires, but were just workers. And, you know, happy people, but, you know, light company, phone company, postal employees, like no one at nine is drawing that up. But then if that's your reality, you got to make the best of it. Yeah. So you when you're intimate with that, it can sound judgmental, but you start to realize, oh, that's why you're on the edge. Oh, that's why you drink a lot. Oh, that's why you're not always supportive. Like, yeah. they didn't live their life to the fullest. Yeah, so interesting. I started to say, wait a minute, I got to look at what I have, and I didn't have much. I'm not a tremendous athlete. I'm just big, and I can run. So people mistake that as, oh, you're an athlete. No, I can't play basketball with a damn. Oh, I'm really? horrible. <laughs> oh, shit, Don't okay. make me go sideways. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going straight ahead. Not a lateral move. Not a yeah, lateral yeah, move. Yeah, no. So I was really good in football, just the speed and just the power, and I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. And I was good in track. And I just said, look, that's my athletic gifts. Let's harness those. Let's make the most of it. And then my academics, just because I liked school, and I knew I was going to be there more than anything else. Now, I would think that with a guy like, at your size that you talk about growing up in certain in certain neighborhoods. Were you, did gangs try to recruit you? Um, you know, it was a weird experience. I had uncles who were gang members. And so mm-hmm. that's the 70s okay. and late 70s. And I remember going to my first funeral. My uncle got killed. Uh, supposedly they cut his brake line. Some other gangsters cut his brake line in his car, his truck. And... Um, he just couldn't stop on the freeway. So he yeah. just, yeah. Jeez. So one of those. And then I went to another funeral shortly thereafter, another uncle. I didn't know they were Crips. I really didn't. I mean, my uncle's now looking at pictures. Yeah. Blue curlers in their hair, big old perms, just mm-hmm. just blue cutlasses. It's all gang shit. And yeah. I didn't know. I'm six. I'm five. I'm, right. I'm seven. I'm That's just like. Just your uncle. Just my uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then my uncle was. All of them were the men in the streets. They go outside, everybody bowing down, everybody yeah. respecting their cars, yeah. their life. But I saw them in the house, and I saw the tears. I saw the frustration. I saw the anger. And I was like, damn, how are you the man out there, and you're not happy in here like that? You know? And so wow. for me— At six, you're, you're taking this in. I'm taking it in and not knowing how to compute it. I'm just, like, taking input. Like, just mm-hmm. bring it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you get to that age when you start to get recruited or mess with— it's not, it's not enticing. It's just you know the facade. You know it's like. So you saw facade. the life. You, yeah, you, yeah, I saw it for behind yeah. the veil. Yeah. Like I, I didn't see gang banging through movies right. and through music. I right. saw it like no, this shit will kill you. I've been to too many funerals before the age of ten, and I also realized from my my family that that they didn't want to necessarily be a part of this world. Everyone was just trying to make do with what they yeah. had everyone's trying to do the best so i'm on welfare food stamps all this stuff and i'm just like wait a minute and the gang start coming to me mm-hmm. and i realized that that's a, that's that's just a death trap man that's a, that's a one-way ticket to hell that's really mature of you to have those thoughts because a lot of people look at the gang as like oh wait but he's 17 and he's driving a bmw yeah like he's got a sweet life yeah like yeah. They, they look at it as the quick way out not looking at the long-term 
implications. Yeah, I did the same thing when it came to my collegiate choice. Like I went to yeah. Columbia because I was thinking long game. And look, if you're a football player and getting recruited by big schools like I was, yeah. it's a sacrifice. Yeah. I, I didn't have yeah. all the accolade and fun that you get from being at a big school. I didn't have all the attention you get. You don't get all the, the love from your, your peers. Mm -hmm. You're not on TV. You don't get the fresh sweats. Right. I didn't get none of that. However, I was playing a long game. So same thing with the gang culture and everything. It was never it was never enticing because I was like, even if you got a 5.0 or a Nissan truck, all the shit that they were all dying over. Yeah. I was like, they change those models every year, bro. They and, and look, there was a day where a 560 SEC was the best car ever. Yeah, yeah. If you see that shit right now, <laughs> you're like, what the hell? But the crazy thing is, someone's died over yeah, that yeah, before, yeah. And, and it's like, it's no one cares. There right. was a day where Suzuki Samurais and Sidekicks were everything. Yeah. Stop. Like no one cares anymore. So I kind of. Right. I looked at it from that vantage point, like this is always moving. Don't get caught up in the now, but the next. And you talk That's about this in your book, Never smart. Shut Up, which is unbelievable, by the way, dude. Oh. There's a handful of sports books that I've read, and like, I, this is your first book? Yeah, first book. Crushed man. it, dude. Yeah. Thank you, bro. I brother. mean, obviously, like, you got so much to go into it, but like, all this inner city violence stuff that you talk about, like, mm -hmm. people employ people to like, because you really go into it uh, in depth, but like, how. Um, is there an age cutoff for getting recruited? Like you said, you weren't getting when when the time came. When is that time? If you were living around all that, yeah. like where people start to notice, like, and also do they Ooh. see your size and be like, oh shit, he'd be a great, yeah. Like, I, is there what's the roster sheet look like for a gang? I guess I'm curious because I, I grew up in Lake Forest Park, is Washington. There a flank man? Is there is there a good wheel dude? Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta understand too, like the, this horrific side of the gang thing, like you know, uh, yeah. fucking suburban white boys, like do look at that outside being like, fuck yeah, it'd be cool to be in a gang, like mm -hmm. because of what you do see right. out there, not knowing at Hollywood. all about that yeah. uh, inner workings, man. And it's fuck. And then as you do get older and start to like hear these stories that like you're right. putting in, in your book like it's fucking bonkers dude it's crazy and the fact that you even get out of it or have the wherewithal yeah. to to compare or and i guess it does and you do talk about again in the book never shut up uh that like to be able to see it all and then step back and go that's not what i want it's right. easier said than done don't you think it's definitely easier said than done um look i was blessed i had two parents in the home that's a great that helps nuclear a yeah. start a lot of helps. kids in the hood don't have that so right. they're already out of balance they don't get you know one parent who is talking and understanding another parent being a disciplinarian and playing sure. off each other uh they don't get both the masculine and feminine side from whatever that can come from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just don't get the balance. So they hear it one way. And then what happens for most gangsters that I ever met, they felt that the home didn't give them enough love, even if it did. Mm -hmm. Some of them just felt like there were issues at home. Maybe the parent had to work too much, yeah. wasn't attending to their needs and, and things that they des desired. So they look for love and family unit and that bond outside the home right I always tell people someone's gonna raise your kids it better be you if not the streets will quick Fuck, and as soon as you step out the house really good advice the, the streets are like oh oh mama didn't listen daddy didn't take care of that oh you didn't get this come here and then the big brothers the uncles yeah. they start to form and next thing you know that's the gang and yeah. then that's nothing but just brothers from another to you and then next thing you know you got to just go down dark paths to show your loyalty, this 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 false loyalty to yeah. me. But like we're all down. Right. Really, we're powerless. The reason why you're gangbanging and shooting everybody in your five block radius is because you can't do shit in your own mind greater than that. So mm -hmm. what you start to do 
is you bring the world closer to you. You don't think about Rosecrans, where I grew up off of. Oh shit! Yeah, it's the same street that is in Manhattan Beach. Yep. On, on the Isn't damn Crans, yeah. that is the same Rosecrans where people have gotten killed in Compton left and right since the day first day of, of life. So yeah. it's crazy that if you just can expand your mind beyond your borders, mm-hmm. you will learn these things. But a lot of kids, man, look, it's real out there. It was life or death. Yeah, real colors. I couldn't wear red. Uh, I couldn't wear certain. Colors, logos, symbols, teams. I couldn't Amazing. wear. I Wait, got why? Jacked. Because the gangs. Oh man! Took... Everything was a code. Everything was a code. Your fingers. Your fingers this way is peace. Your fingers this way is sixties. Your fingers this way is Hoover. And literally, I've seen people get fucked up because they moved their thumb in the wrong place. Peace is sixties, and Hoover is all the same. Two finger spread. It's so you crazy. could try to be showing like your boy, yes. like, yeah, I gave a girl the shocker. And he's like, don't do that one. It's no. two fingers and one pinky. Not two no. pinkies, one finger. Right. I'm talking 80s gangbanging. Oh, okay. It evolved. It got sensationalized. It it converted. It got a little diluted. People still were losing their life. But yeah. it wasn't as strict. There was a day where you couldn't crip walk unless you were a crip from that hood. Then that oh, changed geez. into like you could be B2K and just be in yeah. a video and do the crip yeah, walk. Like, you know what I mean? I remember going to school dances in Orange County and I and I could crip walk, <laughs> not knowing what it meant. Right. I just know that every time I did it, everyone started cheering and going, "Holy shit, little guy's crip walking!" Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. So that's all I know. Flipped. I had everything no flipped. clue. Yeah, yeah man. So Sports are crazy. such a, a, and that is how how consistent do you see that now with people like that? Um, I mean, like Marshawn Lynch talks about that a lot, right? Like how sports kind of saved him and his yeah. community. Like, is it a is it more and more? Like, what are the stats as far as like people like yourself that have been right? Like having that as an outlet to go, all right, and, and also something to focus on. Like, I even know just for me, like growing up, sports was something to, and, and I didn't grow up around even close to that type of trouble. But like, still, the kids that are like not doing school and doing drugs and all that shit, and like doing sports made me not have that be an option, you know, because yes. I just go, I love this and I know if I don't do, if I don't commit to it, then, um, or if I fall into that stuff, I'm not going to get to do this. Yes. I mean, sports is certainly a savior. Um, one, just because idle time is the devil's workshop. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's where he gets his work done. Whatever you think of that negative energy and element in this world, whatever you call that, mm-hmm. uh, shit. Let a, let a nine-year-old just have from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. to be in front of the house in some neighborhood it's not going to work out uh, well for that kid. I don't give a damn right. where he is. Yeah, you know, right, that's just right. too much, let alone the hood. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a savior in many ways. It's a savior mentally because now you're starting to find out who you are. Identity, discipline. You start to realize work ethic. You start yeah. to do things that are real attributes in the real world beyond sports. D- discipline is huge because I think a lot a, a, a lot of kids, if they're buried into an iPad playing Fortnite, <laughs> they don't know how to take criticism. Yeah. They don't know how to take criticism from a coach. A coach yeah. that can say, hey, yeah. don't do this. You're fucking up. You're 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 letting your teammates down. Yep. I think that I, I think that stuff you really need growing up, whether it be in football or t- any sport, mm-hmm. any, any team sport where you know that there's something out there that's bigger than yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you said it that way. Not only team sports lets you understand quickly yeah. that 
you can't judge a book by its cover. Sure. Uh, you can be big on the bus and little on the field. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a guy's, and then yeah. you hit him once. And like, eh. You're like, okay, <laughs> that's different. Don't let the paint job fool you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't think you're going to go out there. And it's funny, we just had this conversation. Uh, there was a day where no one respected the white athlete. And there's still some signs of that. You right. know, uh, Christian McCaffrey is still feeling that. He's like, sure. I'm a white running back destroying people. Yeah. And I still don't get my fair due. Yeah. You got to learn these things in sports quickly. You get off the bus thinking, oh, man, we're going to beat that team. Look at them. They don't even have good uniforms. They, look at them. They're not even in the line straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> ball get kicked off. You're like, what just happened? Yeah, hey, yeah. we all saw Little Giants. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> we you saw go. that, team could, that yeah. team could make some noise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you learn so many lessons from sports. But I like not only do you have to play for something greater than yourself and mm-hmm. find commonality from all these participants – but also, it's nothing better for you in life to know that you tried 100% yeah. and failed. Yeah. Like, like, not one, failed. failed. Like somebody, and then even if they beat you and they went 90% and they yeah. beat your 100, it just immediately crystallizes that work ethic is one lane, talent is another lane, and also you gotta put yourself in opportunities way every single time. You have to focus in every single moment to stay on your toes or yeah. else you will lose. Yeah, you can't take a playoff. You can't take a playoff, man. Yeah. This dude oh. is better than you. Yeah. This dude just beat you. Oh, right. man, when you learn those lessons and you're young, oh, the world better look out. Yeah. Were and, you dope when you first started playing? I was the shit. In yeah. <laughs> of course. In football yeah. and track. Dope. Bas- I played football, track, and basketball all my first year. Wow. Okay. Uh, talking about the hood. Like, like yeah. The lottery tickets. And my family was oh, like, oh, shit. he can run? He can play every sport. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So Get him out there. I was yeah. out there. I played basketball. Uh, first, was, first was football. Yeah. Mm. Played football. I was the second best player on our team. We had a cat named Stace Bozeman, who's a living name. legend. Dude was next level, but he chose basketball over football, yeah, kind of Charlie right. Ward style. Yeah, he right. made it pro in the NBA. But if he had played football, wow, game like, over, like, like like game over, like Fuck. like next level Randall Cunningham stuff. Wow. But he chose basketball. That was his. I thing. always wonder that with guys that have like Nate Robinson too, man. When I would see yeah. him play at UW, and then I was like, this guy is fucking. He literally blocked a seven footer during the basketball game, and then uh, and then you know he was crushing football, and then he picked hoops, and I was like, Yeah, they all did. You know, it's smart. I mean, look, if you can, no one picks football. Football chooses you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone chooses basketball. (laughs) Like we all like, Hey, I can play basketball. (laughs) Yeah. And then basketball like, Nah, we ain't choosing you. Yeah. Yeah. Now and now you even look at uh, who's the kid from Oklahoma, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. He's choosing football. It looks like yeah over a pro baseball, and everyone's looking at him like. Right. Get the guaranteed money. Get get the big contracts. It's weird. It changed. Like, there was a day in the 80s when I first started playing sports. So you're looking at this. Basketball and baseball clearly made more money than football. I mean, football players were, like, having off-season jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And now, per dollar, per season, even though it's not guaranteed – they're all in the same world. Yeah. The difference is in baseball, it takes you like seven years to get your money. Like yeah, if you're big, big contract, time, big contract. Big contract yeah. uh, NBA, you get the rookie extension right. so you can get a little money and yeah. then you get your big contract. Yeah, yeah. Football, dudes make money from day one. Even yeah. though there's a rookie wage scale, uh, you could be Lamar Jackson and make $8 million a year and you're the 32nd pick in the first round. Yeah. So Damn. Kyler Murray's making a, a short-term smart decision. Now, because it's not guaranteed contracts, right. 
except Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> you got to make sure we'll you change that game. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to stay at that level. But no one wants to play 162 games and travel to Milwaukee and yeah, and, ride and ride the bus, and yeah. doing the minors. Will they ever cut the baseball schedule? It's just always. I mean, you see, like every year, the stadiums like at some month to month span yeah. look like fucking Hanson concerts you know like where you're just like yeah people are like yeah there's still oh the game's ha it's happening I guess I'll go but mm -hmm. I got these tickets from a friend yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah baseball is just too long and then no one like I know a lot of baseball players and you just talk to them and they're like dude uh, it's a grind it's huh? just a grind like, they're bored there like in the right. game in game experience they're bored why do you think my boy Griffey fell asleep I mean that <laughs> yes. fucking sucks and guess what he deserved a nap after everything after he saved baseball in our city yeah and yeah. everyone would try to come down on him and the timing was just so bad obviously was. he was like about to retire and then he like just bailed right after that but like it's, I, hey I mean, baseball knows it too games. how it's the only sport think about it they know it's boring in the seventh inning, they're like, hey, everybody, get up, wake up. <laughs> come on, come on, y'all. All right, let's oh sing together. Wake up. Wake yeah, the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. The song should be called Wake the Fuck Up. There's yeah. two more innings left. <laughs> exactly. Dude. What other sport ever thinks about? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Where's everybody? What is everybody doing? No one right. is paying Dude, attention. Dude, that is it's, so funny. That's it's, baseball. It, 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 that, that's just how it is. And like 162 games, and they can't shorten the season because baseball more than the inner sport is statistics it's yeah. all about the holy records right, and, the, and the Ironmans and the and, and, and the how many home runs did you hit in a year batting averages yeah. war and all that crap yeah. and now it's like well if we shorten it to 120 games then it's not going to be authentic it's like who gives a fuck <laughs> well, the, and the economic model is yeah. so regional and localized and the, their individual networks per teams right. the teams that are, are, are blessed to have it they can't give up that product. They can't give up that money. That's the money. Those hits, right. put them out there. We don't care if only twelve people are watching. Yeah, Shit, that's we why need they want to do that, that, that that's volume. Why, that's why they want to stretch the NFL season to twenty games or whatever the hell. So they Dude, can stretch make it to more fifty. Money. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like fifty games, two a week. Woo, you oh, imagine fuck that? That dude. Oh, Anything geez. to get Tebow back in football. Baby. <laughs> Anything to get Tebow back. Man, they did that boy wrong. Oh, what man. is the true mental toughness? And again, you talk about this and never shut up. Which you can get. Amazon, Google Play, yeah. Barnes and Noble. What's your favorite spot to tell people to get it at? Is there uh, one? All those, audible.com. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. My website, shit, I should say that first. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go to marcelluswiley.com and you'll you, see me. Did you do your own Audible book? <laughs> yes, oh, I did. There, there you go. Yo, That's the great. grind of my life. Talk about that. No, I don't, ever again. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I should have known something when the publisher, she hit me and she was like, so are you interested in doing your audio book? And for that even to be a question, you have to know that that must be a mountain. It must be a bear because they're like, right. it's my book. Yeah, I want to talk about my book and say my book. And she's like, and then my agent hit me on the side. I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a grizzly. It is a mother. <laughs> yeah. But if you do it, if you finish it, it's going to be amazing. You're going to be so happy with the product. Cool. I I play football. Bill Parcells double days, triple days in, in college. I, like, I'm not bleeding in a studio. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. She. <laughs> You've also been talking on air for a long time and you're super like, you know, not losing your voice, I'm sure. You're like, I got this. I'm yeah. I'm energetic. I got yeah. enough like Okay, it's the first first of all, it took three full days, seven hours a session, twenty-one hours in there. That wasn't even that bad. The worst part was they wanted verbatim, line for line, word for word. Okay, not bad. Yeah. But then what happens is you read the line and you can read it correctly. 
phonetically, but mm-hmm. you didn't put the emotion or the context oh, because it's your it book. Again. So wow. then I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this is my life. Oh, I gotta put them, the the listener in that place. You gotta, you gotta make them feel like you're just talking about this yeah. once. And it's what? all coming out. Yeah. So fuck. then you go back and you say, oh, I got the context. You nail the context, but then you fumble over word. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So now I'm on my third take on the first line. I'm like, ah, oh, no. Oh, my some, God. And there's some so producer much. that's with you that they have to be on their game the whole time to yes. know that when you mispronounced a word or if you did, yes. hey, man, uh, you should be more excited because this is what's coming up or yeah. this is what you're building You've to. You've done this before. At some uh, point, you just I, say, I, fuck it, get Rich it. Eisen to read it. Like, you just go like, you, get, you know what I'm saying? Like, where you're just like, you know what, man? Like, they're not going to yeah. tell the difference. Yeah, right. He's got a smooth voice, too. I would love too. for Rich Eisen to talk about growing up in Compton. Oh, my <laughs> God. That would be. That, that's better than, I was going to say Earl Jones. But yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, for sure. Dude. I mean, if, if Mufasa does my book, it's a wrap. Like, that shit's selling, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> How does that even, um, well, again, I wanted to know, I wanna, we're going to talk more about the book, but like, that, because I've heard you say it not only in the book, but on a bunch of interviews, like, the grind of football and like, you know, every fan knows of like what they think they know what players are going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like week to week, and you hear yeah. and you watch yeah. the coaches talk about the injury reports, and like you, you know, you see any given Sunday, right? And like all that stuff makes fans go like, oh yeah, like. But and then they care and they don't care because like just get out there and play. But I feel like we are getting a slice of what it is like any job where you truly, if you haven't done it, it's like in our in our work, you know, you get like agents or even comedy club bookers that that look down on you or talk about shit like they've done it and you're like, you've never even been on stage, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And that kills you, you know? Yeah, So man. like, in the same token with, with athletes and football players, especially like when you hear people or at least look at them and they're like, yeah, I, I, dude, I know what you're going through, like, or mm-hmm. I've gotten a sense because I've read about it. Or yeah. you're just like, hey, man, you don't I, even... I played a lot of Madden. <laughs> oh, look at your ass. You still? I played a lot of Madden. I, you know, I had a good franchise mode. Yeah. So, oh, you see, know, see, you're uh... the new Madden player. <laughs> yeah. I, I tapped out of Madden in 95 when you couldn't run 100 yards back to throw it 100 yards. Oh, <laughs> Remember it used to My, be like oh, fake yeah. shit? Oh, yeah. I love that You know Madden. how many Super Nintendo controllers I broke from Madden 95? <laughs> dude. That was my last year. Yeah. And then it got real. Like, Madden yeah. 96. Once like, oh, you're calling audibles and yeah. doing like, like ah. I'm, I'm good. But, you never like, wanted to go back and play yourself though? No. You know what? The One of the biggest honors I ever had was I was named a Madden legend. And so people Whoa. were like, wait a minute. You didn't have a legendary career. You're right. You, you guys are right. <laughs> <laughs> However, I had legendary seasons. So I had two seasons that people were like, yo, you're yeah, killing it. Yeah. And then I, you know, injury prone, not fucking, I couldn't recover life but they pick one of those seasons and they're like he's a madden legend that's like what the hell unbelievable my son is gonna think his daddy beyond what i did for him and the family and the house and all that stuff he's like my daddy's a mad legend shut your shit Shit. for life give me your sandwich when he's trying to trade at lunch you know what's your dad but you know football whoo yeah i mean that's like what a big question you know what's the week what's the week so 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 you play on sunday yeah What's Monday? What's okay. Tuesday? Let me quote. Uh, let me quote, quote the famous Clubber Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I give it to you in one word: pain. <laughs> that shit hurt. Football. I don't. That shit. Yeah. Man, no one. That's a great follow-up book title, by the way. <laughs> that shit hurt. <laughs> right? Yeah. No one unconditionally loves football. Yeah. People always, I've been saying that for five, 10 years, however long I've been doing this on air. No one 
chooses football, it chooses you. And then people always shoot back at me. No, yeah. no. And then Ray Lewis's and Mike Singletary's. I'm like, okay, have y'all watched the Pro Bowl lately? Anybody? When it's voluntary, when yeah. it's just, hey, do you casually want to play the game of football? Ain't no pickup games of football. <laughs> no. no one does this shit unless they got to do right, this, right? To get paid. Yes. Okay. It's not so Thanksgiving backyard where you're just kind of chucking in the red. Like, no. No one's turkey bowl. Yeah. No one's laying people out Dude, in the Last in the Turkey backyard. Bowl I played in was six years ago, and a D3 kid showed up and knocked the wind out of me in front of my mom, and I go, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to 24-hour fitness to play yeah. a half-court basketball game. Yes. <laughs> incentives shape behavior. So football has incentivized us at a pro level to the point where our sure. behavior is going to be like we're all in. But what is football? It's so amazing. The positives. Dude, you're playing with these talented guys from all walks of life all over the world who you have very little in common outside of yeah. probably the sports scope. But guess what? You you come together and, 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 and in that big mass of individuals, it's so great. Like, especially when I played, when it wasn't social media and it wasn't yeah. everybody had to gotcha phone and yeah. it wasn't PC. Like, dudes would be in there dog cursing each other over religion and not tripping. It right. wasn't like a big scandal and then yeah. we'll go out there and ball for each other it was like you can easily compartmentalize in that in those days the game itself mm -hmm. like it's amazing every single dude who makes it pro is a beast but yeah. we're in a world where we can't do that we only could talk about greatness and everyone else sucks right. i get media but Every single dude is special. I mean, when you get to the NFL the level, NFL, they made it. They made it. And I, I used to just sit there when I, I'm drafted second round and I'm in Buffalo in 97. I'm looking at my teammates and it's Bruce Smith, it's yeah. Andre Reed, it's Thurman Thomas. And then there's dudes who are undrafted. And I'm like, he went to A&M. He went to Florida State. Beast. Yeah. And then they're going to cut some of us. And then we're still here. And I know I'm good. And I know he's good. But what's going to make me better than him? Right. And then you realize we're all big. We're all fast. We're all strong. I have to dive in here and dive up here to beat him out there. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And then even if you beat him that yeah. one play, he ain't no punk. Yeah. Right. He's going to come back. Play two. <laughs> you got to go do it again. Oh, you got to climb the mountain like 70 times, and that's just a normal day. How do you even get yourself? That's why when everybody was giving Sherman so much shit after the NFC Championship game when he was, yeah. you know, going off on Crabtree, uh -huh. and then he said afterwards, which I, which by the way, I initially knew in that moment, I'm like, oh, I feel like there's so many more things he could have said right there because he's so jacked up, dude. Yeah. And then he said afterwards, I remember, and I'll never forget this. He was like, he's like, do you even realize what we have to do to ourselves to get ourselves fired up to go out there to kill, to fucking, yes. to battle? Like even yeah. that mentality. So then like. And then you make a play like that and the stakes and then a mic is shoved in your face right after. Preach. If I did all that, I would, dude, the amount of F-bombs I would be dropping, like, I oh. mean, I can't even believe that he was so articulate and not, yeah. and just an athlete. Like, and and Aaron Andrews is like, what are you fucking talking about? And I'm like, dude, this is like so tame for what should really be said. Yeah, and We man. should be celebrating the true, like, and he still got his true emotions through, but it was like. Yeah. People don't understand the emotional content that it takes to get to that place. People don't understand that you gotta go to a psychotic place psychotic. in your head. All that music before the game, all that jumping around, all that slapping each other in the yeah. face is to leave the planet Earth and to go somewhere else for three hours. And then 
We don't give enough credit to the guys who can compartmentalize, yeah. turn that switch back off, Go and home. be articulate after oh, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Because in the moment, you basically went into a jungle with a mic, <laughs> went to the lion's den, and said, what's going on? Guess what's coming out of there? Roar! Yeah. <laughs> and you're not ready. And it's, right. it's amazing. We want to turn down the volume of the roar. Watch where you step in. Thank so you. it wasn't Thank on you, Aaron man. Andrews necessarily. No, it's no. just... Look, don't go there unless you want to go here. Yeah, it, and they didn't want to go there. And it's it's just so amazing to me that sometimes the media gets mad at players for giving the stereotypical "got to take it one game at a time." And then you understand the reason why the players give those answers is because they can't say what they're actually thinking. Yeah. So they have to have those answers stored up, so where it's just like I take I take, I take it one game at a time. Yeah. I really respect yeah. the opponent. Yeah. They're gonna do that. Like you, you have those that, that, that you can just call up, mm-hmm. and you know those aren't gonna be controversial answers. Yeah, yeah. Pull string, Russell Wilson. Here we go. Pull yeah. string, Russell Wilson. Uh, oh, Russell shit. Wilson, yeah, I and know, I dude. love him, but he no, gotta do dude, that I know. because he is too big a brand to be out there saying, "Yo, I saw the corner in film this week. He sucked." So I'm about to. <laughs> go smoke him and I had to hit him on that dig route every time I saw him because he can't cover it yeah yeah, that's I, the new network we need. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who I wants know. to see that? Nobody. Everyone, but everyone wants to see it. Hell, we saw it when damn Snoop Dogg did the commentary uh, for the Kings game. Was yeah. that not the best thing ever? That was. Yeah, hey, 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 look at him though. Oh, cuz he tripping. I was like, man, that is hockey at his best. Can we get <laughs> Snoop or some other people to start announcing hockey and maybe mm. like then they won't be the fourth sport? Mm, I got something up my sleeve. I'm gonna have to take that item and uh, it. make it come to life. Fuck but yeah, yeah football is just a beast, man. And it's, yeah. it's funny, I always clown with basketball players football players always has this little we have this jealousy for basketball players for real think about it in high school they got chosen we chose what they are doing which is playing basketball so now we're stuck the the athletic pyramid basketball's at the top then mm-hmm. you get down to football next. And then if you can't do football, you start saying, oh, shit, can I do track or something? Yeah. Then if you can't do all of them, UFC it. You know, fuck yeah. it. Like, <laughs> whoop somebody at boxing. <laughs> yeah. just, you yeah. can't do nothing else, oh, bro. Yeah, we get yeah. it. So it's funny. Basketball players walk around, empty backpacks and flip-flops and socks. We know how it is walking in class. They're 6'11". Oh, yeah. Girls looking at them. We looking at them. Look at the girls. Oh, we like, course. oh, we're I lost. Know. I know. And <laughs> then they go to practice. They're wearing tank tops. Everybody can see them. They get touched. Foul. Free throw. Uh, right. We get touched. They're like, second down, motherfucker. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Do it again. <laughs> like, do it again. And so, oh, football, we have this jealousy for them. But think about their game day versus ours. We have a curfew. Yeah. And it ain't just to keep us out the streets. It's to make sure that you understand what you about to do tomorrow, bro. Yeah. I need you to get eight hours on that. Don't, don't, don't run the streets and lose that. Basketball players, no curfew. Make shoot around the next day. Then they wake up. They go to shoot around sometimes. Yeah. And then they take a nap. And then they take a nap. <laughs> to play then, some 2K. Yeah. Play just, some 2K. I mean. And then go to and then they go to the mall on game day. Yeah. Football players, we wake up, we got meetings, we got the little buffet breakfast. Wow. And then we we hear the marching orders. We got hell to pay. Injections, yeah. uh, smelling salts, psychotic behavior. And we go out there, and every time you step on the field, you know you won't be healthier when you leave it. You can't. Damn. This finger is going to get dislocated. That yeah. one's going to bleed. This is going to get jammed. You're getting a stinger. And that's not even something to complain about. Go to, yeah. the, go to your coach talking about my finger dislocated. He'd be like, what? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Put your ass back in there. Yo, my high school basketball coach did that to me once mid-game. That's yeah. insane. And that is there – I'm surprised that people aren't getting, like, truly fucked up every play. But maybe they are, and it's just, like you said, you have to suck it up. Unless it is a true – Snap! Like when I was at the Cardinals Hawks game, when Earl broke his leg for the um, uh, third time, which was the worst. And it's yeah. like, 
unless it's that where you truly can't get up yeah you got to yeah. get up yeah yeah you know it's weird um one they get you young um there's something to just being a youngster in anything that youthful energy you know uh, yeah. how they say you know youth is wasted on the young a lot of i don't know any better you just a mesmerized you're in sure. the zone Two, you're more pliable. I mean, I have a three-year-old son. This sucker could turn into an egg roll, and then like <laughs> he loves to race me. Like anything we do around the house, he wants to race. He's competitive Dope. as hell. Dope, right? Love it. You that. love that, right? Yeah. Little track star. How can you Here not, we go. Dude, yeah. get, get that fire going. Get that yeah. fire going. Yeah. But I need time to warm up the race now. Like I'm laying on the, on my back, and he's like, "Come on, daddy." And I'm like, all right, this egg roll pops up ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, bro, even this, it's only 10 yards. I still need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got stretch. I got to stretch. But when you're young, you can do those things, man. And then the craziest part, there's a mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Like when you see in the stands, when you see five guys fighting and you see the yellow jackets coming, it's just because he came five deep. It's yeah. because. If he was by himself, he ain't fight nobody because he ain't even getting into that situation. So right. when you roll up on the field with 53 dudes, all of us, yeah. and we all wearing the same colors, we in that zone. So mob mentality meets your young, meets that adrenaline, yeah. and I can make 80,000 people scream for me if I do one thing right. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just all going to ignite in, in the that's right why, moment. That's why when like I, I, I hear some sports commentators being like, man, I hate these players that go around the end, they do their job and sack the quarterback, and then they got to dance. I'm like, yes! <laughs> I completely, yeah. yes! Yes. Are you kidding me? You just imposed your will on an elite athlete, and then you sack the quarterback after getting in the mental state that you have to get in to, to even perform that? Say it. Dance, like you know, like enjoy it. Hell yeah! You I, know mean, what I mean, I mean, literally go all oh. Paul Abdul out in that moment. Yes. Like, like you know what's crazy? Dude, you got to celebrate those big things. The first time I oh, did, man. yeah, go ahead, Paul no, Abdul. I'm just just saying. What people understand is football is a great game of skill. Yeah. It's yeah. a greater game of will, and you're moving men. Yeah. Across a basic chessboard against yep. their will. They don't want this to happen to you. Yes. And they're great at what they do. This th- this 300-pound guy that can yes. bench press 400 yes. doesn't want to move. Right. Move him. Right. Like, people <laughs> trip me out and then, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. yeah, the real world, I go out with somebody in the real world. Yeah. We go to the club and they see the bouncers. And they're like, oh, my God. Damn, dude, big. Good, diesel. I'm like, that ain't, that's one. Yeah. I had to go against five of those dudes yeah. every single play, line, every yeah. single day. Like, and it's crazy. Like, people don't understand the dimensions, the mental dynamics we go through. So, yeah, man, when it's time to celebrate, bro, don't hold back. You have to. When I nail my Torah portion at my bar mitzvah, I fucking oh. put my fist in the air. When Brad grabbed Siri off the top shelf for the first time, he fucking did the worm. Oh, oh look at that. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That you went up there. What, what was the cereal, though? Let me hear that. <laughs> Sugar smacks. <laughs> sugar smacks? Oh, he's old as hell. Big them smacks. They don't even Gig sell em. that Gig sugar sh- They don't sell that no more. Gig em. Do they still smell, sell diggum smacks? I don't they think can't. so. They can't. They, they, yeah, now they, now they call them whole wheat smacks or whatever yeah. the hell. But, yeah. Do your son have a go-to cereal? No. You let him eat cereal? Um, Cheerios right yeah. now. We're keeping it yeah. simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, now, it's funny. He, he has never had McDonald's. He's not into like... Fast food and bad food. Great. Like he'll he'll say, "What do you want for dinner?" He was like, "Chicken nuggets, um, broccoli, and like some fruit." Like he doesn't want Damn. chips and stuff. So that means it's coming. <laughs> like he's, oh, sooner yeah. or later, he's gonna want some chips. He's gonna, yeah, he, he, he 
he's gonna have it for the first time. Be like, how hungry would you get playing? Like, I mean, I, I remember even just in my two days in high school and shit. Like, I would come back and slam like seven double deckers from Taco Bell and <laughs> still be hungry, right? Because of the workout and just that fucking um, you know uh, uh, metabolism or whatever. But like when you were playing, like, were there? What was your meal regimen like pre post and what was your like road snacks? Yeah, man, you eat a ton. Yeah. Uh, except pregame, a lot of guys were back in that. We were like, I don't want to feel heavy. Or it's weird if you starve yourself, you heighten other awareness and senses. Yeah, senses you have. So it's crazy. Like you know, if you they say the blind could hear better. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff of that nature. So if you're starving, you're kind of on edge. So I know a lot of guys, including myself, who used to dabble in. I'm not eating anything. Um, I just want to be on edge. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's crazy, but after that game, you smoking everything. Uh, yeah. I played in the old NFL where, man, we used to drink alcohol on the plane and all kind of crazy. Oh no shit. Yeah, but then the cats was getting them DUIs, and it was just a bad look from the airport to the crib. Sure. Drag racing, cats. I, I did it a couple of times, and I was like, man, I can't. One, I can't compete with y'all. Yeah. Because yeah. if you ever drag race from LA, it's not the same as a dude who's from like Tallahassee. Of course. No. Yeah, yeah. This shit means something to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to die and yeah. race. Yeah. Like, right. Just race, not die. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And LA, go you got two blocks before you hit traffic. So it's like, you can't really. Yes. It's like the guys that buy Lamborghinis in Los Angeles. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, man. When well, are you going to get to use that? Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at a guy who had a Ferrari too. Uh, you want to know where you use it? At the red light. Because every time I'm parked like this, I just felt heat on these eyes and I was like, yeah, what's up, girl? All right. I literally sold Good my Ferrari you. once I met my wife because yeah. I was like, and I told her, I said, oh, I got all I needed out of this car. Now I can't. She left the house while we were dating and I was living in Manhattan Beach and mm-hmm. these three ladies were having a picnic in front of my house. It's like this park in front of the house in the Strand. It was yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great bachelor pad, but I yeah. just met my wife and I knew she was special. Yeah. So she's running errands one day. She leaves the garage door open. Um, I'm closing it, and it's these three pretty girls at the beach mm-hmm. having a picnic in front of my house. <laughs> nothing, nothing major, except yeah. they looked, and they saw a Ferrari in the garage. Come on, Wait, man. so all of a sudden, and I'm like, ah. And then I'm looking down. I can see. I'm like, that's them three girls. Now, uh, I am happily in like with my girl yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also Marcellus. <laughs> Not so reformed yet. Sure. So I'm like, I'm going down. And they're like, hi, we just want to say hello to you. And Jesus. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm looking at them. I'm like, well, keep talking. And I'm and then yeah. at the same time, I'm like, leave. Uh, yeah. And then they, they basically, I said, look. Uh, y'all are beautiful I get it I'm in a relationship she just left and I pretty much I'm pretty sure you saw that but anyway um, what's up and they were like can we just take a picture with you and your car and I was like all right, long as y'all go over there, and I yeah. can still stare at y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all yeah, can cool. do that. You can, so, look. you can look. And then after Fine. that, I, I called the broker. I was like, man, enough of the Ferrari. It's going to cause more harm than good. Wow. wow. That's Real a time. big move. Yeah. I can yeah. relate. My uh, When I had my grandparents' Mercury Grand Marquis at USC <laughs> parked on Fraternity Row. Is that when y'all were puffing? Uh, yeah. And the police came? <laughs> Dude, it looked like a cop car. Dude, 
It would be parked on Fraternity Row amongst all the, you know, rich USC Escalades and BMWs and literally this giant boat gray car ah. driven uh, for two months by uh, Dolphin Sylvia Brown from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And every weekend people were like, whose grandparents are visiting? I'm like, no, that's just me. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I'm getting around. That's how I'm hitting the open mics. <laughs> See, you're a little younger than me. Yeah. yeah. So that would have played well. Like, I grew up in an era where if you just had a car, oh, dude, it, it could have been a Rolls Royce or it could have been a Grand Marquis. It's the same. Because it's like, car. you got a car. Like, yeah. Yeah. But now, you Go know. Smart. Yeah, you got to step it up. And these cats got Ubers and Limes now. Yeah. Like, these sluggers, it's a whole different animal now. You got to have something fresh. Yeah. You, you talk about you talk about the girls just seeing a Ferrari. Like, what, like when people talk about how players are hit up mm. by those outside distractions, mm. like, we're, can you even imagine playing now when it's Instagram, it's oh, Twitter, it's sliding oh, in those oh, DMs? Oh, I'm so like, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that access. Because my friends used to clown me. Yeah. I was the first one on Microsoft Outlook way back when I played. I used to have yeah. these huge, massive parties, like ballers TV show parties. Yeah. Nice. And people were like, how does Marcellus getting everybody at his parties. Like they did write-ups on my parties and Sports Illustrated. And no way. Crazy stuff, like insane parties. It yeah. was because I was first, like a first adopter of email blasts. Like yeah. I used to do email blasts. I, I meet you, I got your email. And then when it was time to party, I let all of them know. And everybody's like, oh, okay. So then what happens is, how do you deal with all this, this DMing and stuff? Yeah. One, it's amazing, first of all. Let's just be right. real. You, the the days of going to the mall and looking over the rail and act like you buying shit for four yeah. hours it's so archaic and equated yeah. it's so wasteful and now it, like like back in your day would you have to like go to the club and then pre then pretty much like announce that you're a football player like hey, everybody yeah I'm a football player yeah exactly now and the yeah. helmet mentality where oh you don't know who I am I'm gonna show you what my watch is my chains oh, yeah. how much I'm spending That's how you right. do it. now it's a culture where. I'm going to still pop bottles for the real estate, the luxury of the, mm -hmm. having the, yeah. the table, but I'm actually playing it cool because yeah. I know y'all. It's going to come to me. It's coming. All I got to do is leave here and then watch that little right corner. Bloop, one, two, three, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. DM, baby. Dude, I drunkenly DM'd Katy Perry to invite her to a show once just because I could. Because <laughs> you could. You know? Why not? And did she respond? Fuck no. No. Did yeah. she even look at it? Definitely not. But like, <laughs> just the fact that that was like there. I mean, how do you... I mean, you guys, by the way, speak for yourself, killer. Yes. You're crushing it. Our I show. will say this, and, and I know Brad will uh, agree. Like, I have a Mount Rushmore of uh, people who talk sports on TV, and it's you, Beatle, Stu Scott, Rich Eisen, and Kenny Mayne. Dang. Yeah, dude. Mm. Ooh. You crush, it. dude. Thank you, Brad. I mean, on, on Nation, dude, and I, you know, <laughs> I got to do it once with you, and. Yes. and I mean, you're just so, there's a combo, and it's almost like being on stage, man, like being likable, being articulate, having something to say, like, and also, mm. like, the way you uh, can, like, give and take and listen. Like, that's huge in yeah. any, I mean, in this and, like, what you're doing on TV, but, like, you've mastered it, dude. Man, And I don't know nice. how you, uh, when you feel like it all clicked for you, but... Yeah, man. I mean, shoot. You asked me in five years, I would probably say then. And right now, mm -hmm. I'm like, not yet. Yeah. Uh, but you feel in a good spot now, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Where, like something comes in, to like something happens in the news to where you immediately go, I got, I have an opinion about it, and I know how to express that, and, and toe the line with also taking into effect, you know, how it might be perceived, or do you even do that? And you just go, no, this is what I'm going to say about it. Yeah, you know, I think my formula, like everyone's formula, it really starts with your voice, but you got to find it. It's in there. Mm. Uh, it gets socialized a lot. It gets told what to say. 
You're, imagine your voice is being told what to say. Oh, yeah. And your voice is like, what? Like, what world are we living in? So uh, when I first started, I was raised in a very, very honest home. Like, mm -hmm. we're not, we pull no punches and we're not taking care of you. If you suck, you suck. If you're great, you're great. And yeah. even if you're great, we're not sucking you up. My mom was right. like, you're great, move on. It wasn't like, you're great, bow down, yeah. you know? Right, and right, right. when you were bad, you need to stop doing it. My dad called me, <laughs> I'm eight years old. I told you about my basketball yeah, history, yeah, right? Yeah. I played one year, I scored five points. We had like 20 games. We won a championship, yeah. but I scored five points the entire season, including mm -hmm. four in one game. <laughs> so I really peaked in that one game. I don't know who we played, but yeah. I whooped their yeah. ass. Double we, ice cream that day. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> and my dad is like, whew. So at the end of the year, we win our championship. I'm yep. not, I barely played, if anything. Yeah. And my dad's like, so what do you think of basketball? And I was like, dad, I don't think I want to play. I immediately felt that it wasn't for me. I wasn't good at it. I didn't even want to try and work at it. Yeah. Mm. My dad was like, good, you finished your commitment, respect. And he was like, good, because I didn't want to take you to practice anymore, Zippo. <laughs> <laughs> you are lucky that your nickname is that dude and not Zippo. Because <laughs> that would have shit. And that's out. my dad. And then when he would take me to practice football, he giving me the dope. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're doing well. And yeah. you know, it's just like, that's why I was Good. raised to that. So my voice has always been about honesty. Yeah. Make your opinions fact-based, which is like, I don't just let my opinions be feeling-based because mm -hmm. I can feel a lot of different ways a lot of different times. Sure. It's like I get numbers, I get facts, I get real circumstances, and then I just opine from there. But I think just my honesty and that I know I don't know it all, you know? So yeah. I just approach it from that, and Same I think time, most people got to find that voice. Yeah, you're coming from a player's uh, a player's uh, perspective, but at the same time, I know a lot of players, I won't mention names, that still they – I don't know if they're losing touch. I don't know if they like to tow a company line. I don't uh. know if they're not trying to make any waves, but they're just – saying the things that you need to say. Oh, I will. Worse. I will. Drew Brees, what is your true stance? <laughs> what is your true stance? Yeah, no. no, uh, no like, and, you I know, and, and I, I get it. You have that career post-NFL, yeah. and you want yeah. to hold on to it. But I, I do appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Because you are out there saying some things that you can tell that you'll see the looks on people's faces next to you going, Marcellus. Yeah, one of the greatest compliments I got from a player was, man, I've never seen a guy criticize someone and you actually still like them. Yeah. Um, and, and I've criticized players and then party with them. Like dudes come up to me left and right, they were like, you told the truth because we're all unique with our signature. We're all unique with mm -hmm. our fingerprint. We're all unique sure. in our voice. But if you don't hone that and express that, we all know when you're just a carbon copy, you're phony, you're yeah. a duplicate. And I'm never gonna be that. Now, you may not agree with what I'm saying, and kudos to you like prove me wrong yeah. or just just have that discussion but that, that's I, why I, yeah. I that's why i feel like some some people some people hate guys like cowherd because yeah. he because he has opinions and yeah. it's like well good yes he has an opinion thank you great yes you can disagree with it you can mm -hmm. agree with it you can do whatever you want with it but at least it's not well they gotta establish the run game and they gotta oh. they, they gotta they gotta they gotta get to the quarterback the way you stop tom brady is yeah. gonna go punch him in the mouth and channel change yeah channel change it's the same <laughs> shit every time but i also yeah. love that you're not like clickbait you know like Stephen a like God's. i mean like that's the first example that comes to mind but sometimes i'm just like dude you're screaming just to scream and like <laughs> you said like you're literally saying what I feel like I've said, but you're just saying it like more angry, like Yeah. Well there's look, I, I give Stephen A this. 
Oh, he's also brilliant at like, dude, come on, creating oh. a larger than life character, which yeah. we also want as fans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I know where Stephen A. is now, and everyone's kind of like, oh man, come on, you yelling over that? Yeah. Like, stop yes. yelling. Yes. Here's I remember the first time I met Stephen A. I don't even know if he remembers. I was working. I was playing for the Chargers. It's early 2000s and the best damn sports show up here yep. at Fox. Fuck yeah, so since I'm playing for the San Diego closest team to L.A., I'm on that show. Like it, it felt like weekly, like all That's the time. Incredible. Yeah. So I'm. That's going the next to- move, by the way, man. You bring that back. Yeah. Man, was- oh, that shit. Bring Brad and I. We'll co-host it with you. Hell yeah, yeah that was a great yeah. show. Yeah. Wasn't it was unbelievable. It? So I'm doing that, and I remember, I remember meeting Stephen A. in, in the dressing room. And he was just a mild-mannered reporter from Philly, I guess. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, nice meeting you. He's like, oh, nice meeting you. And nothing, think nothing of it. We get on the air and <laughs> And I was comes. like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that guy is, and this is not Stephen A. Smith at the time to the world. Yeah. Right. It's like he's on this show and he's with me. And I'm like, oh, he is going. And, and you know what I took from it? I was like. Oh, this is this is a game. Like this is for real. Yeah, yeah. Like he he turned it on. Like when I walk into the stadium, you know how it is, and the cameras are showing you. Is he got on Gucci today? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chilling. When I get out that locker room, we're on that field. Yeah, you're a beast. Yeah. And I was like, I remember that moment vividly. So I can't gotcha. now tell that person to turn that off right. when they got them 19 All Pros and big contracts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how he Ray Lewis. Was going to do that dance no matter yep. if it was a preseason game yeah, or yeah. the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, brother. So when so when you look <laughs> at a guy like what's going on with, like let's say, the Pittsburgh Steelers with the first the Le'Veon Bell situation and now the and now the Antonio Brown situation. Mm. Do you guys get excited to talk about that stuff or is yeah. it like... Uh, yeah, I like mean... Like when there's a, something that is a big, juicy story, like... As long as it has like so... Like more sociological elements. Yeah. I love, what, like you said, juicy. Like if we're bringing real life into sports, perfect for me. When it's just sports, third and goal, like corny shit. Like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. The, which I hate when we do. Which team's gonna win? I'm like, oh boy, what? Like yeah. I don't know. One, yeah. I have not <laughs> talked to every player. If I did, they they don't know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like we're really now we're just having a song and dance. I like it when it's a real yeah. life element built in the story. So when you had, so when you were playing, were there guys like an Antonio Brown or a or Terrell Owens Thomas or a mm-hmm. Odell Beckham where they were, they they would come to the locker room. And you're like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> On my team. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Because I played against all those guys, uh, To and them boys. Woo. Um, yeah. On my team, Buffalo. No, you knew that Bruce Smith was like a big deal. Yeah, um, you knew Thurman. Tom- you knew they were big deals, but they yeah. were cool in part because they're in Buffalo. Like Buffalo, is- Buffalo puts you in a place where We've a fo- been there. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo is like you're a Buffalo Bill. Football's one, but you're not getting the extras that like when I was a Dallas Cowboy. Oh yeah, you got all the extras, extra, oh, really? you know, all the sauce that comes from being an NFL player to the extreme. Yeah. So I think Buffalo is more on the lower end in terms of all the extras. Right. And Dallas gets you, you get too many and too yeah. much of it. So on my team, I'm trying to think through the team. Who was the Divas? I played with Junior Seau, Drew Brees, LTs. Like I played with Walter Damn. Payton, Men of the Year. Damn. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. dude, I'm not good, playing good with like bums. Dallas. Uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn's one. Yeah, that's okay. my boy. But I knew him from Hello, so I knew he was a, a hard yeah, to get. Yeah. Is it always the wide receivers? Mm, <laughs> if you had to blindly guess, yes. <laughs> but uh, there's some running backs too, Le'Veon Bell. There's okay. some other guys like that. But uh, no, guy, no other divas really. Can a guy like that really break up a locker room? 
We had the greatest controversy civil war, I think, in NFL history in terms of breaking up a locker room when it was mm-hmm. Rob Johnson versus Doug Flutie. They on the cover, I think, of SI, like Civil War. Oh, he's on the cover of Highlights. He was so popular. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that in the dentist's office? Yeah. Yes, anyway, it was like, how many Doug Flutie heads can you find in this yeah. garden? Anyway. Man, yeah. for real. Yeah. So break up a locker room. I don't see it. Uh, it's a rarity now, yeah, to have a true like yeah. people just go. It's a business, so people just go. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. we all get it. Like it's funny how scandal for anybody, but even in the sports world, is always bigger on the outside than it is in your world. Think yeah. about it. When people hate me, yeah. or it happens on Twitter, somebody says something crazy. If I respond, oh, big fan. Okay, yeah. I see a dude. It's happened twice. I've seen a dude in public that I recognize that talk shit on Twitter or something. And he's like, oh, can we take a picture? Like everything in your face is not scandal, even when you're going through it. Because you got to remember, people still cheer for you. People still love you. People still care about you. So when you're going through hell, it's bigger out there than it is in there. Right. So I don't see it really tearing apart to me in locker room. So you think that the media just kind of blows it up because they have that 24-hour news cycle. They want that story to talk about. And maybe... Maybe guys are annoyed at a certain player, but not like, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Yeah, you know, I don't go too far with the media does things. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because I've worked so many different places that this is what happens. Uh, I, I'm at ESPN. We do it on one show. I'm at ESPN. I have another show I'm doing. Okay, we do it there. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm at Fox. Oh, they're going to do it. Oh, you you go look at uh, TNT. They're going to... And then it looks like everyone's in cahoots to right. blow some shit up. But mm-hmm. in reality... No, I'm just doing my part. You're doing your part. We're all just spitting the same verse, so now yeah. it's a loud chorus. But it's all individuals kind of collectively sharing something. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't think there's a collective malintent. Okay. They just stories get big because we're LeBron sneezes, the world's gonna say, bless you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the world. Like everybody's gonna say, I have to say bless you. But yeah. if everyone says bless you at the same time, whoa. But yeah. Le- it's really just you go to a game you ever go to a game and you're like when you're on the field you hear only this this is amazing (sighs) or boo yeah but when you're in the stands you hear motherfucker hey hey hey, man give me that hey popcorn and it's crazy up there and I love going to the games and sitting in the stands. You do, yeah. Because right. I'm like, oh man, that's they where, are MFing people. That's where the true creatures yeah. of the world come out, man. This, right. But this on the is field, can just, you hear that shit on the field? I mean, the guys with the good seats, yeah, like here or there, yeah, you know. But reality, it usually is filtered to just or boo, yeah. But then you get up there, you get all the details. Uh, what did you think about uh, Earl Thomas and my Hawks when all that was going down? Because I feel like that was a pretty like that was a real specific way that that was all going down where it was like mm. him and Pete came to this understanding where he was like I'm going to sit out practice but then I think he had four picks in the first three games and and Pete obviously like just playing into his whole like let everybody be themselves yeah. and that is and, and obviously the whole season like went uh, way better than we thought so that's a whole thing in itself but yeah, right. but ultimately and then when he flicks off the set like how did you as a player like understanding because a lot of players came to his side and were yeah, like yeah. yeah and even I was like Dude, you, yeah, you like I money. get your money, even though we yeah. paid you twice, and like I get that they didn't want to pay him more, but like also maybe lock him down because he is great. But then they are turning it over, like yeah, I'm all over the place with that in part because yeah, I respect tough. a player what he wants to do. So if he wants to take the 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 chance and roll the dice, I'm with you. If you want to be the guy who's like, nah, man, I'm sitting out. 
I'm with you as well. Um, I love Pete Carroll for this. He gives his players emotional latitude. Like, you can be quiet as hell on that team, and he still respects you. You could be uh, corny as hell, and -hmm. he respects you. You could be loud as hell, and he still respects you. Like, they've had the spectrum. They've had Earl Thomas to Russell Wilson to Richard Sherman and to Beast Mode. Like, it doesn't get any more on one team. Like, are you kidding me? And he let it all roll. He let it all happen. So the Earl Thomas situation is sad because it's it's a damning reminder of how fickle the game of football is. Yeah. And one second. It it, it really touched me yeah. because I didn't have like catastrophic injuries that was like that moment. It it accumulated. I had injuries, but it robs you. And that's what I don't like about the game of football, how fickle it was. You could be in love. And there were days, weeks, months, years, six pack, perfect shape, yeah. every workout. Oh, I'm bench pressing 500, squatting 700. And, oh, you got to rehab for nine months. See you next year. And then you're like, to climb that hill again? And no one feels sorry for you, and you don't feel sorry for yourself because you're going to climb it. But that's what I hated about football. It was so fickle. Whereas other sports, you you have more guarantees in terms of contract and more guarantees in terms of injury. Uh, Like very few guys get the same level of injury outside of the game of football yeah. as they do in it. So your so your son comes to you and says he wants to play football. How old is he? 7. 52. No. Oh, nah. no. <laughs> no, not seven, at 7. No. Not no. at 10. No way. Not at 13, 14. If he's a high school mm-hmm. freshman and he sits down and he's like, "Dad, I want the pure dope." Good, yeah. bad, and ugly about football. And I'm going to tell him all that, and then I want to hear from him his level of commitment and what's his goal with it. If he's doing it for recreational purposes or yeah. just to be on a team or yeah. a hobby, yeah, no. You ain't playing football just to be chilling and you're a senior and you're just like, that was fun. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to overstep my bounds and say, you don't want two dislocated fingers to right. just go into your freshman year of college saying, hey, football was fun. Football has to be fun. You have to be, have a deeper, greater goal. If he has that, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't achieve it, I don't care about that. It's just you got to be committed to this game because it's going to get, get a pound of flesh out of you. Yeah, yeah. Even in high school. You're yeah. sitting in high school, and I remember times I'd be sitting in high school talking to a girl like, yeah, yeah. She's like, can I see your paper when you're done? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. She's like, ugh. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you bleeding. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow leaking on the That's damn yeah, table. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want my son going through that, and he's just doing it so – he could be cute to uh, three cheerleaders. Nah, if mm-hmm. you, you find a different way up the mountain, if that's not for you and you're not trying to hit the summit. Um, draft day, we just tell us real quick, like what that was like in comparison to like other great highlights in your life. Mm. Like that. Uh, draft day. Is it as big as, as everyone makes it out to, to it, be? It, yeah. It, no, everyone makes it more than it is. Okay. Okay. Um, unless you're the number one overall pick, like Keyshawn and them shits, like yeah. before they even the broadcast, they even did the credits intros. Yeah. And yeah. I'm picked. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah. no. Um, it's a long day. It's a long process, full of anxiety, and your world doesn't change because mm-hmm. you don't get paid that day. Your right. world doesn't change because they don't they don't direct deposit. You don't even have a contract. Yeah, but the world changes around you. All your friends, wow. family, mm. homies. I went to the mall. I was wearing. I had a track suit that I was wearing to this party, a draft party, and I forgot my headband. So I went in the morning, got my suit. I'm ready, and the guy who sold it to me was like, "Oh, I heard today you're you're getting drafted. Good luck." Yeah. Like good luck, and I'm like, 
All right. I came back after I got drafted looking for the headband that I mm -hmm. forgot. He's like, I heard you got drafted. Oh my God. Can you just take these pictures? Everybody in the store bum rushed me. And the craziest part about that was how per perceptions of you change. Yeah. Four hours ago, whatever it was, I was here and y'all ain't y'all ain't tripping. And right. now I'm somebody to you. So the only thing about draft day is a little interesting is how the world changes immediately and instantly. That's wow. fascinating. Yeah. Did, did you did did you get the people hitting you up immediately trying to get into the side of that inner circle, trying to get money, oh, trying yeah. to get oh, hookups, yeah. investments, things oh, like that? Yeah. All day. You know, it's easy. You good for five more, by the way? Yeah, and then it. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go to the movies. My wife about to. Oh snap! What are you guys gonna hit? Um, glass. Yeah, yeah, glass. Yeah. Okay, there you, you seen go. it? No, not yet. But it's on. It's on the list. That, yeah. that was gonna be one of my questions. Is how does uh, how does Marcellus Wiley chill? Yeah. What's your like? You got guilty pleasure shows? Yeah. You your wife? Yeah. Like yes. Um, you watch Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club yet? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that. <sighs> wow. It's good. After you watch the Fire documentary, which you probably watched the Five, the Fire, fire. documentary. About the Firefest, uh, the Firefest, Ja Rule, and this oh, rich yeah, white that's kid. What it's called? Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, see put that. that in your queue. Oh yeah, that's on my queue. Yeah, yeah. Just, I just watched the Ted Bundy show, which is bonkers. But oh, um, yeah, like what do you uh, when you guys are? What are your shows for you? And then yeah. uh, you and the wife. She just fell in love with the hand hands Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, like they got two episodes <laughs> out of me, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm not big into like. Anything that's not just documentary, nonfiction, hardcore. When you start taking me into other worlds or mm. post-apocalyptic, Dude, I'm Game like, of Thrones? Hell no. Fuck no. <laughs> no. I knew no. we were friends no. when you fucking when Damn I first right. met you. I don't need no dragons around me. It's like, <laughs> go down some Figueroa. There's some dragons. Go no fake world. Oh, there's dragons. I, no, dude, it ain't. I, I love that no. I am. Not, I mean, no. it's. I'm good. I, dude, I tried to watch one and I was just like, Yeah, I, I can't don't, do that. Lord of the Rings, all Harry that Harry Potter, dude. No, none of them. Fucking go to college, that. Harry. I'm not like, looking for a ring around. and sorcerers. No, no dude. Yeah. No, where the real people at? Where yeah. Doughboy at? Thank where where Kane? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where Doughboy Where Bishop at? Like, give me some shit. Like, yeah. okay, I get that. That's so. going to be the name of my book, Where Doughboy at? <laughs> That's <laughs> so great. So, yeah, Guilty Pleasures. I guess we always try to find a series. We mm. loved uh, Bird. Bird Box, was that called? Bird Box, yeah. Bird Box, Bird Box that yeah, was amazing. Yeah. Um, I like to hydrate at home. Simple hydration, two or three, some whiskey. Uh, mm -hmm. The wife, she loves her Malibu and pineapple. She's so ghetto. Really? And I'm <laughs> like, can you and is she's that, from Canada. That's so bougie ghetto. That is, that is that a ghetto drink? It, it, it's, Malibu look, and pineapple? Put it this way. Go to somewhere nice and say, y'all got Malibu? They're going to be like, no, boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. So, yeah, it's funny, man. So, we just... We okay. are all in on our kids. Once they go down, we we just try to find something to to, to watch and mm -hmm. me sip on, and that's it. Good man. Well, dude, uh, just hearing you on this podcast, you see you you see why you're successful. You you mm. you see why you're the guy that had the life after football. It seems like you were planning the life after football from the minute you got in football. Yeah, man. You know what? The one thing, and I didn't notice this until like five years post retired yeah that i i wrote this in one of these i guess the game day programs yeah that i wanted to use football to increase my volume for me to tell the world what i was and what i was going through and it's crazy that 
this is a blessing. I knew that it's something was going to be bigger mm-hmm. after football, and I didn't know what it was. And my teammates used to clown me. They're like, dog, you're retiring too early. Like, I, I really just tapped out. I was like, yeah. I'm done. I'm tired of getting hit. I want to save my body for my family. And they were like, man, what you going to do and make this much money and be good at it and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't know. But I'm sure that my highlights are in front of me, not behind me. Mm-hmm. And we got wow. into arguments. But you know what's funny? Football reminded me because I couldn't fully – just show and, and display my talents because I kept getting hurt. Yeah, I was like, something that has to be out there for me that I can fully dedicate to and it won't be as fickle as football was. So yeah. whatever that means, I don't even know if I'm doing it yet, but shit. <laughs> you are, <laughs> it feels good. It feels um, good. And just to give you a little heads up uh, on, uh, on Speak for Yourself, you guys are going to have something to talk about in a couple weeks when Brad and I play in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. Oh my. And uh, they're Buckets. just... They're you thought wet. you thought you sucked at basketball? <laughs> Get ready for this, Marcellus Wiley. If there's a clip, hopefully that goes viral yeah, of no, me yeah. when I call timeout and put on a baby Bjorn to put Brad around my waist oh. to play some defense. Put it up on the show if you want. Oh, Talk you about know, it. Damn, you better I'll text that to me. <laughs> I thought Zippo was bad. I can't wait till my daddy has to take you somewhere. Yeah. He's going to kill you, boy. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to be running under Tracy McGrady's legs all day. Oh, man. That's going to happen. Win MVP. Kevin Hart style. Like, Kevin Hart used dude, that's to win MVP. I know, dude. That's what I'm saying. I've, already, I've been in touch with the NBA about, like, you know, because we're going to shoot these promo videos with my buddy next week just to yeah. really, like, take advantage of, like, yeah. being a part of it because it's such a, you know, we're so fired up. But, oh, man. But, uh, and they're just like, um, you know, because I, I think there's, I mean, get, giving Dr. Oz, like, an, an elbow might be. Uh, I might do, do that. that. He'll heal himself right, <laughs> right there. In a moment, he'll be like, that ain't do nothing. <laughs> Put some, like, avocado oil on yeah, there. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Shout fine. out to Columbia, too. Hell yeah, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I do, before we wrap up, I'm going to do one, one, uh, one more thing, but I do want to shout out uh, Michelle Beadle, too, because yes. had I not been on Nation and met you that time, yes. when I accosted you in the elevator in New York randomly, right. that would have been a lot weirder. Yeah, exactly. You been, I mean, you're so fucking cool and personable, you probably still would have been receptive to yeah. a point, but yeah. like... That literally was like a crazy. That was random as hell, right? Yes. Late night elevator man. When there's two, I mean, you know, and I'm not a big like elevator small talk person. So no, me either. As soon as I looked up and saw you, I was like, "All right, like I don't know if you remember me, but like, and I got to say something now. I can't sit in silence for 20 seconds. That's it. that fight or flight. So yeah, then, but yeah. You're cool as shit, man. You gave so. me the elevator pitch, and yeah. I was like, "Man, I know you. Don't be acting like that. What's up, boy? But you know, especially in New York, that's a city where you, um, right here, brother. I know, dude. And you were doing it, man. Yeah, you were looking like, at, oh, you were watching those buttons being like this fucking white boy better not talk to me man I can see him just sizing me up hell yeah, yeah I yeah. see him these ain't Gucci yeah. <laughs> uh, can we do a quick uh, like a, a rapid fire like uh, just more um, you know just to get a little bit more uh, uh, answers from you on, on certain um... oh, God, oh we got a soundtrack too is, right. is this Shazam Jamie Foxx about to pop out <laughs> you know what? I actually went to guitar instrumentals and it says James Shan James Shannon guitar covers. This is fucking mm. some bullshit. But it's mm. killing me softly with this song, James Shannon. All right, here we go, Marcellus. Your favorite stadium to play in? Arrowhead. Ooh, Loudest stadium, Loud. too. It was yeah. so sweet. Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that stadium also hasn't been refurbished at all. No, right? that thing is pure dope. Like straight <laughs> yeah. old original cocaine. Don't like, fix it. Red shirts, barbecue, yeah. and cheese. <laughs> Loudest place I ever played in. For awesome. real? Yeah, they handed out aspirin when we were playing in, during oh, the game. They're like, y'all going to need this. No way. Real talk. Yeah, Loudest wow. stadium ever. Uh, favorite athlete to watch? God. Whether you uh, play it or, or even now, you know? Uh, probably all time. Usain Bolt is up there. Uh, I'm a track fanatic, so. Okay. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, Quincy Watts. Like, people are like, who, what? Uh, Olympians. <laughs> um, uh, outside of that, I love Patrick Mahomes right now. 
he's yeah. entertaining man talent. crush on him too yeah for man sure. i saw him the first game went to the chargers game and they played i came back and said he's not next he's now and next and everyone laughed at me it was week one though so i get yeah. it tony because i was like can you give him time to breathe and learn to, to play uh, all right all right uh, tony <laughs> all right y'all. Uh, how do you think he's gonna be doing with that voice like the whole time uh <laughs> You know, like every time he's in an interview, he's like, ah, you know, uh, Tom Brady, yeah. I really respect him. <laughs> You're going to be having picnics outside of his house. Soon, I got to huh? love it, right? Right? Oh, man, Pat Mahomes. He, he is, is he's a beast. And people say he's Russell Wilson 2.0, but I mean, I think he's he's, he's even doing some shit that he's like. He's his own thing. Russell Wilson never did no no-look passes. This is Mahomes 1.0, bro. That was right. Ain't no nice. 2.0. Like left-handed shit like he the offhand. everything. He's yeah. going to smash everything. You think record. he's going to? Yeah, he is, right? Done. Just stay healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. done. Um, I, think we, I guess we addressed this, but favorite food on the road? Tacos. Yeah. At home and the road. Fuck yeah. I just had three tacos on the way here. Fuck yeah. What do you call it? Barbacoa or something like that? Sure. That rich meat. I was like, that, that's like some that's extra salty ground chicken where I'm from. They're talking about barbacoa. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, uh, Guilty pleasure show we did. Uh, oh, dr- uh, your drink after a great show uh, on air or even great game. Like, how would you, if there was something you were like, man, I'm going to treat myself? Yeah. Even if I had a bad game, bad show, still going to have that drink. Um, yeah. It's going to be my. My favorite drink, yeah. tequila rolls. People are like it's basically tequila and strawberry milk. But um, wait a minute, what? I'm a huge. What? I'm a tequila connoisseur. I've never heard of that. Shit. Oh yeah, tequila rolls. You gotta like make that quick strawberry. Next milk? time you go to USC, go east. <laughs> <laughs> Stop coming west every time. Stop being scared. Yeah. Tequila rolls. No, it's everywhere. It's really good. It's uh, really good. Done and done. Try that. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. weirdest topic you've ever been asked to discuss on on a show. Weirdest. Um, or that you guys have. Uh, you know, oh, oh yeah it's covered because you yeah. almost had to because it was in the news so I hard mean, I mean yeah. you talked Tebow before that may have been a man point. you better stop I love Tebow <laughs> that's my guy I oh, have his God. jersey in my car no bullshit dude he, you know how there are a few people like Muhammad Ali when he walks yeah. in the room yeah. Michael Jackson I yeah. met both of those guys shut up like there's energy changers like yeah. I'm Michael Jordan for a lot of people yeah. not yeah. necessarily me but he's great yeah <laughs> Tell you, T-Bow walk in the room. I've seen it. T-Bow walked into the Super Bowl one time. It's Super Bowl, but still, Madonna was there. Everybody was like, Madonna. T-Bow came. People said, Bye, Madonna. T-Bow. Like, T-Bow <laughs> is shit. a next level energy changer. Guys. So I just love him. Wow. Uh, um, I have one question. Yes. Uh, biggest trash talker you played you played against? Oh, great question. Uh, John Randall back in the days. John Randall. John Randall. With the face paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Real talk. He had the wolf tickets. And, 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 <laughs> and, and and he was the wolf. Like he was yeah. like, I'm, I'm selling y'all some of this dope that I'm about to go give you. He yeah. was amazing. I love that dude. Um, that I would say him. He's the one. John Randall. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, sport you would have played other than football. Track, I hope, but yeah. I'm about 200 pounds over that. <laughs> but uh, nah, I had, I'm telling you, I'm not a great athlete. As yeah. a footballer, they, they could do the it. like they did the big three, three on three retired player. They can do that for track. I guys. can do the big. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the other three, the other two or three. I can uh, do the big ping pong or tennis. Oh, what do you call it? Uh, table tennis. Table tennis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ping pong. Stop yeah. Playing. Uh, pool or darts. Damn, what were we in? Kansas, mother? <laughs> I used to laugh about even Buffalo people playing pool and darts and eating wings. I was yeah. like, that's some country shit. Like, like who goes somewhere and I'm going out to play darts and eat wings? Like, yeah. that's nasty. That's nasty. Right, uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not that small town, but uh, pool or darts, pool. Yeah. Yes. Um, hugs or high fives? With some of you, you've... you've uh, Hugs. Yeah. I don't like high fives. Yeah, yeah. yeah my shoulder messed up. I had surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Hug me. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned your parties earlier. Mm. You still having them? 
Nah. Well, yeah. Look, yeah. Super Bowl party at, at Jalapeno Pete's. Come yeah. by. Yeah. It's not the same. And right. that's why I'm losing population. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> my RSVPs are, are less. You're starting to get emails from people that. being like, yo, you can take me off that list now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You wait. still send for Microsoft <laughs> Outlook? <laughs> wait, back, so wait, so back in the Hot day. Hotmail was too fancy for you. <laughs> yeah. You got to go Microsoft Outlook? Who was, uh, if you can say, like some of the, who was the coolest person that was coming to some of those parties that maybe oh. came that you didn't oh. even send an email to that roll with and like oh, like yeah. did, did Denzel God. get a plus one and he brought you know Hallie or Barry or Man, some shit re- I have horrible recall as you notice when you ask me what do you and the wife do yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't know yeah. um, there are many a stars who have been to my parties that's dope uh, God who's the, like the biggest oh, Denzel's cool I've hung and Shut smoked up. cigars with Denzel before hey, alright that there wins yeah, yeah that yeah. wins and Denzel told me he's like he's a big fan which is crazy because I know he doesn't bullshit so I'm like yeah. you're really saying this and we just talk three four hours one night um just talking all sports he's a big sports huge yeah. huge Massive. when and, i first first yeah. seen going on shows i was like i fucking love because you just have no idea because he, he also doesn't do shit. a ton of press but when he would go on yeah his shows and, yeah and then i saw him out so then it's that weird thing you know your second date yeah you know it's i'm like, like how cool? cool was the first date <laughs> yeah so i'm like yeah yeah wait so yeah. i'm like like walking by and i'm like okay everyone wants to speak to me hi y'all but i want to see if denzel wants to speak to me yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. i, I would have went up to him like hey denzel remember me yeah uh we had cigars yeah. But he was just like, Marcellus, what's up? I'm like, ah, this oh is my I'm two God. for two with Denzel, though. That's my dog. There you go. Yeah. What uh, dude, smoking cigars with Denzel is the coolest shit Man. ever. And I ain't even I don't even like cigars like that, but I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Dude, sometimes this, you got this is to. How hey. you get into this club? Oh yeah. Do it. Hey, uh you, it's, you Snoop Dogg comes in and says, Hey, you want some weed? The answer is yes. Don't <laughs> yes, care. It, don't it care. It is legal. Yeah. It is so you're legal. fine. Dude, I got off stage at the improv one night and Paul McCartney was there and he tapped me and he Sir goes, Paul. Sir Paul mm-hmm. and sits down and he was like, Oh, great say. He's like, You wanna have a drink? And I was like, Yeah, what do we I was like, Yeah, I'll drink anything, I'll do anything to you. Like, what's going on? I'm very, I'm very vulnerable right now, you know? Yeah. And he goes, uh, I go, What are we drinking? He goes, Let's get margaritas. I fucking, I'm not a margarita guy. And I was like, of course. I was like, he literally could have said, let's drink our own piss. I would have been like, fuck yeah, dude. You're a beetle. Like, I'm in your world right now. I saw how much your divorce was. Anything to get in, Paul. Anything, uh, right, dude. Thanks cool. for making time. Oh, I hope you had a good man. time. This was unbelievable. This was dude. amazing. And uh, um, uh, once again, the book. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, show. Never shut up. Uh, go get it. You're fucking, dude. Probably the first of many books. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I want to do a child version now of like... You do, right? Yeah, something inspirational for the kids. Uh, There's a little profane language in there. I kept it 100. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to do something to inspire the kids out there, the fork in the road kids to do better in their choices in their life. So somehow uh, make it for the the younger generation to get them pumped up. Just call it Don't Hang Out With Doughboy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do what Doughboy did. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, wait, real quick. Super Bowl pick. Oh shit! Uh, you don't have to get into it, but yeah, just... yeah, yeah. I say Belichick and the Patriots. God the damn. wrinkle. He's gonna throw a wrinkle, and you be like, "Is that one D lineman and nine linebackers?" <laughs> <laughs> every time you're not gonna know what the hell to do every with it. Every time you think they're dead, mm-hmm. they come back. Yep, that's it. Sucks. It. They're like the Airbud franchise, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, they can't do another one. Badminton. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 yes. Here we go. Don't no give me that? divorced. Yeah. I gotta go. My wife's like, "Where's right. this movie?" Thanks, man. Oh, appreciate. Show. That's the show.
Pizza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.